Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. What's up, Magic fans? I'm Mikey, and welcome back to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast, the the weekly UK podcast covering the Orlando Magic. Uh, as we record this, it's Monday, the thirtieth of August, twenty twenty one. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, the elder statens, statesman of the team, Mr. Bacon. <laughs> How was your trip How you doing, to Yorkshire? Beautiful, mate. Absolutely lovely. Not quite the weather we would have hoped, but uh, it was one of them where you know what. It didn't stop you doing anything that you were planning on doing. So all good, all good. And you got and your... a couple of couple of nice beers and uh, good food. So yeah, all good. Happy. And, and you got your side of uh, Whitby scampi, like I suggested oh, last man. year. You know full well, fish and chips. It's the law. And uh, yes, you did come up with a very very good solution to uh, just eking out the the uh, the meal by having a bit of a side side portion of scampi. I was very impressed with that. And yes, we continued that tradition, mate. <laughs> Good man. Good man. And well, I'm also joined by the not so six foot one Welshman with the thickest tainted glasses in the valley, Mr. Garrett Jones. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. How are you all right? Yeah. I, 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 thought I thought we were going to talk basketball today, not football. No, I didn't bring that up. It, mate, it's you across every sport. You've got tainted glasses. It's not just football, <laughs> basketball. Hey, okay. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you still Are you still sticking that wasn't a, a sending off? I, I think it was hard. It was a penalty, but it, it touched his thigh and then onto his arm. You can't really move it. So, no, I'm... I'm I'm still in um, Chelsea's camp there. That should not have been the sending off. But you and couldn't capitalise anyway, so uh, there we go. This is true. And did you have a good holiday? <laughs> did you have a good break? Yes, very well. Yeah, it was very good. Thank you, mate. Um, other than the M5 on the way home, but it took six hours to get back on a Friday afternoon. Um, I'm sure we've all experienced that before. Yeah, that's why we're going north now and not south. <laughs> <laughs> very wise. And How was your trip to Blackpool, Mikey? Yeah, good. Yeah, apart from uh, how long did it take us? Seven hours to get up there, and about six on the way back. So it wasn't, but it was moving. It was. I don't think we were stuck yeah. in traffic like G. Um, but yeah, we went up and seen Luke and Louise and their little one. So yeah, all good, all nice. good. So talking of going north on today's episode, we're excited to be joined by a friend of the show and uh, Scottish Orlando Magic fan. Angus Craig, he said, we're going to talk about your Magic fandom. Uh, we're going to break down the 21-22 season Magic schedule. Um, and we're going to go through all the other Magic news that we've not yet covered. So, Angus, thanks for joining us. Um, for our listeners, can you tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and how did you become a Magic fan? Yes, certainly. I'm from a little town in Scotland called Stuart, and it's about 20 miles or so south of Glasgow. Uh, my first Orlando Magic match was in 2012 and it was purely a decision that was made because I'm a sports fan in general and I thought to myself, I went on holiday to Orlando for the first time in 2012, I thought, what sports on? Had a look, Orlando Magic was on, right, we'll go there, try that. Um, just a wee bit of show and tell, just to see where I was. There's a ticket for the first game that I attended. So 19th um, of October, 20. 
2012, is that right? Yeah, 19th of October 2012 against the Indiana Pacers. Generally, when you go in October until a few years back, it was exhibition games I was getting. Mm. But I've had, a, since then, I've had a few proper regular season games. I was at a London game as well against Toronto. Yeah. And every time I go now, I was planning to go last year, but that got kiboshed. And I'm planning to still, hopefully, hopefully, going this year. But so if I go this year, I'll get the opening night again. But um, ever since then, I thought, 2012, I'm enjoying this. You're sitting in an air-conditioned arena, yeah. beer in one hand, pizza in the other, wife and daughter there, safe as you like. What's not you like? Ever since I then, am. I've followed them since <clears> through <throat> NBA League Pass and got to, whenever I've been in Orlando, as many games as I can get to, get to them. Well, like Paul, <laughs> and you said this when we did our watch party, all you know is rebuilding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so for anybody to stick at it, we take our hats off to you, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. What, what ties me into the, the Obviously, the team playing blue and white, mainly in my football team playing blue and white, which was an added bonus. But I've watched a team that's been mediocre to no bad for years, so it's kind of built into the psyche. <laughs> <laughs> We used to say Geraint's team used to play in blue and white, but he's got so many now that we don't know. <laughs> oh, here we go again. <laughs> no, but my team's in fairness, a bit like Angus's, you know, blue and white and not very good. So uh, we've got something in common there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being a Comalant supporter, you get used to disappointment. <laughs> so you said, you, you said you've, uh, you're hoping to go. Have you already got a trip booked? I was booked last year. And then COVID kicked in. So I moved it to March of this year and it's still COVID kicked in. And I've moved it to October of this year, which is booked and paid for. And 40 whatever days away, I'm still waiting on an answer to whether we can go or not. If not, I'll need to move it another year. But just give me an excuse to go next year because I turn 50 next year. So okay. give me an excuse oh, for the big do next year. My first trip was my That's 40th. That's the way to celebrate. My, my first trip to Orlando, I celebrated my 40th birthday. My next trip, if I don't go this year, will be for my fiftieth birthday. Well, Angus, doing, Angus, would you be looking at doing the October period again? I normally we pick October because my daughter it ties in with the school holidays in Scotland. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's why we pick kind of thirteenth, fourteenth ish, and fourteen days after that. That's why we pick those dates. So that's why it ties in. That's the only reason we do it because it ties in with the Scottish school holidays. Well, there's a good chance uh, if you do. If you do, mate, we we might well all be over together. Well, that would be fun. You see, if I if I make it this year, I can't see me making it next year. So if it gets cancelled no. this year, it's definitely next year. It's amazing no. that we're allowed. <laughs> well, and we can that's get a, thing, a joint fiftieth and fortieth party, Angus, because I'll be going over my fortieth. Oh, it's the way to celebrate. Trust me. <laughs> definitely. And I'll be twenty again. So. Uh... <laughs> And, and I believe you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, now we're four and a half. <laughs> Good stuff. That'd be wicked if we're all over there, though. Hopefully, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be wicked. So, all yours, yep. G. All right, uh, where were we? Sorry, <laughs> um, <laughs> in his own little world. Angus, I told you we needed this script. Bit of a daydream. <laughs> so you you touched upon a couple of games you've been to. Obviously, the first time you went in 2012, been to the London game. But what's been the most memorable game you've been to at you know 
an arena. Uh, oh. And then there's a second part. What's your most memorable game watching as a fan on, you know, League Pass? Yeah, at the Amway, it has to be the opening nights that I managed to get, especially this one, which was 2018's opening night, October the 17th, 2018. Don't know how well that'll come across. Um, classic night. That was heat. That was heat magic. Yeah, yeah. it was a heat, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, that was a classic night, and it's it was just see. Oh, I've got all the intros somewhere on my computer. I filmed all the intros, and they gave us all bands. And have you seen the intros for that? Yeah. Right, the full stadium went dark and the bands were all activated with the music it was just something different it was spectacular looking and I'm sure it was the opening night 2016 as well anything that's opening night in regular season is definitely different definitely worth seeing and I think opening nights get that some wee bit special to it because it normally sells out it's busy it's loud and especially against yeah. the heat what more can you ask for especially if you beat them say and they won didn't they on that one I'm sure they did, yeah. I'm, I'm sure, sure that was a win. win. I'm sure we had sure the opening we did win night. Win. Yep. The classic night, I'm sure we did. I, I did the opening night on 2015 against the Wizards. Yep. Uh, and like you say, it has a different atmosphere. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's because everybody's still hopeful at that point. You walk in, everybody, yeah, we can still do this this season. We've got, you know, you've, it, the start of the season, everybody's filled with belief yep. still. Um, Definitely. And it, it, it was it was great, you know the shirts on. Like you say, there's the shirts and different mm-hmm. things that they do. I, mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, hopefully, we get opening night next year. So yeah. I'm looking forward. And, to that. and the the player introductions are a lot longer as well. Yeah. Opening night, yeah. you get to you yeah. know know the full roster, the assistant coaches, and everything. So um, yeah, no, I yeah. I prefer the opening night I, ones as well I, than just I, the regular I, season. If anybody gets a chance to do opening night, you really should try it. It's really worth it. It gets a definitely a different atmosphere. As to the second part of your question, getting the watching in League Pass, I had to actually look up the dates for this because I picked up two. Um, last season, Cole Anthony's winner against the Timberwolves, the last-minute winner, had me yeah. up out my seat at like quarter to three in the morning they're trying hardest not to shout loudly remembering the way from God we're sleeping upstairs. <laughs> and the other one that stood out to me was um, Fucci's because it was against the Lakers in 2015, and who doesn't like beating the Lakers? Yeah, was there for that one? No, oh, well, well, I don't. That, even more fun for you, mate. That was that was amazing, especially as we'd got um, a half dozen Lakers fans sat around us mm-hmm. who'd been giving it large all game. Yeah, even though nothing, they were they were they were, poor, they were going to be poor yep. that season. No, but they, nothing they better. Just yeah, and mate, for him to think that it was like yes. Yep. There's been, a few, there's been a few last minute winners, but they are the two that immediately went up. That sprung to mind. Yeah, it, it was that was a good one. It was, it was a good winner, that one. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you on that one, mate. I'm with you on yeah. that one. I know that you've attended quite a few games and particularly on your last trip. Um, what, what is it you love about being in the Amway? It goes back to what I said when I discovered the basketball. You feel safe. You're sitting there in a good atmosphere, it's, it always amazes me that the fans can quite happily mix. You're used to being yeah. segregated, going, you can quite happily mix. You sit and talk to each other before, during, after the game, and whoever team runs, you'll still, there's nothing, there's no, or generally no aggro. It's quite a happy place. It's air-conditioned, there's beer, there's food, and hopefully a good game. It's just, the, you have to go back to the fact that it's enjoyable and there's, there's no... Tensions may be the wrong word, but there's nothing like sitting on your shoulders going, oh, what, is there something going to go wrong here? Or It's like, it's just a, 
it's a horrible thing to say, but the family atmosphere makes it better. Yeah, it does. I agree with that, mate. I do agree with that. Do you have a game day plan when you when you go into the Amway? Do you have any Not, particular I, bars or restaurants that you, you see, choose to visit? That's the thing. We've always been in the Disney bubble. We stay on site. So we tended, because the first one was kind of an adventure, so we stayed kind of in the Disney bubble. And the only time we went outside it was to go to the basketball, because that was my choice. So we've stretched ourselves. It's, each trip will stretch ourselves a little further, a little further. Haven't got to downtown Orlando yet, which is unfortunately just through underneath Florida's biggest car park, or the I-4 as it's known. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've never been brave enough to travel that far yet. I normally keep myself to where I know. Maybe next time when I'm there, I might be brave enough to try somewhere. But generally, it'll be half a day at the parks, leave the wife and the daughter if I'm not coming back to, back to the room, get the Orlando gear on, route to the Amway, take part in the fan fest do my shopping, yep. which usually ends up with quite a substantial amount of dollars getting thrown in the till <laughs> and, and into the game. Okay, I remember your last, on the, on one, one of your last trips, you, you put the picture on Facebook or Twitter or whatever it was, yep. saying, these are today's purchases. And you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, I hope the missus has, has approved this beforehand. Well, she's fine with it because she knows I don't go really that daft anywhere else. Yeah. No, look, as you'll know yourselves, you've got your tie-in with NBA Europe. The selection is limited, so I find to myself, when I go there, I try and stock up as much as I can, or as much as we can carry back and can afford <laughs> to the point, because it's difficult to get the gear over here without importing it and paying silly prices to import it. That's the reason why the shopping bill is usually so big. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're pretty much the same on the guys. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just you yeah. just mentioned the, uh, the the biggest car park in downtown Orlando being I four. <laughs> Have you guys seen the latest news and the updates? No. So, uh, I think the ultimate I four is is nearly it, its completion. It's quite close to getting mm. done, but they've announced. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys know, you know where uh, Disney Springs is, and then you've got yeah. Hotel Boulevard, and then at the top you've got the crossroads of like McDonald's and Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And all of that is closed. They're, they're bulldozing the entire lot and they're they're expanding I-4 and creating a whole new junction there. It's gonna they're transforming that entire area. So right. anyway, sorry, <laughs> going off that, topic. That I'm happy to hear that considering that's where we're staying next year. <laughs> oh no, 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 different area to where you are. It kind of ties in with what one of the vloggers that I watched was vlogging about a couple of days ago. It didn't make um, any sense for the title, but it no. makes sense now that you're talking about it. Yeah, Adam the Woo. That's it. Yeah, if you yeah. watch Adam, he's yeah. uh, he's explaining a lot of it. But uh, yeah, cool. So, um, tell us about your favorite all-time players, then uh, Angus, and your current favorite favorite from the current roster. To be fair, I'm only going to judge it for 2012, and it's an easy pick for me, Vooch, because watching him for 2012, you've seen him grow for quite a young guy into an all-star. And I was kind of. Yeah thinking when he was traded so no no what have they done but I can see the reasoning behind it to start again and go young and we've got what looks like a good deal at it so far but he has since 2012 he has to be my favourite with Aaron Gordon, Gordon close behind the only problem with Aaron Gordon's in the second place no tie for first is because he's a good player but he's not quite made a great player yet I think it's all there but he's not quite got there yet Yeah. so Butch followed Aaron Gordon. Uh, current team, 
GI. That guy's going to be a star. And uh, Cole Anthony, purely because of the way he looks like, it's a great attitude, he looks like he's up for it all the time. He looks like a good player as well. And he looks like he could be a lot of fun. It's quite as simple as that. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to, see, to actually getting to see Cole Anthony play. Yeah. I yeah. really hope that when we get over there, he's still with the team because mm-hmm. just watching on League Pass, there seems to be a buzz and excitement about any time he comes on the court. Um, I, I'm with you. I think he's, he's got the potential. And J.I., I'd be interested to see if we do actually see this season him flirt, being flirted with the in the five position. I, I was yeah. thinking that myself. I'm pretty sure every time if the new coach decides to go a bit small ball, he'll play some five. Yeah. That's what I'm, exactly where I'm coming from, mate. Exactly where I'm coming from. So, mate, your last answer actually ties in quite nicely with what I want to ask you. Um, in your time of being a fan, who's that player that we traded away that you regret most? Victor Oladipo. The daftest trade I think I have ever seen a manager do or a management team do. But I have to give an honourable mention. I was quite disappointed when they traded Tobias because I yeah. thought that... That's potential there, and I think we've just given it away, and it's proved to be. Uh, you know, what's Tobias these days? He kicking twenty plus a game. Who would they love that? Yeah, we you got San Eliasova, Brandon Jennings, yeah. who for were about just what? for about what seven minutes or something like that. Yeah, and a bag of chips. <laughs> <I know>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You and I, he, Angus, you and I have the same two regrets there. Same yeah. two. In, two of them in, our, the, in the time of fandom. Yeah, the two of them were up there. We bonkered them. I've got to say. But again, now you go back to a management decision that says, "Oh no, we're going to push the team towards the playoffs," and they did it their own way. Develop the team like this management's trying to do just now. Might yeah. fans might have to be patient, but have to love it. Yeah, Angus, you joined us for the the watch party we did for the draft. What was that? Six yeah. weeks ago now, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Um, first of all, I've got to say sorry because <laughs> in the middle of it, there was you and Barry having a conversation, and yeah. I jokingly said, "Does anybody need subtitles in the middle of it?" Just having a having a bit of banter, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, Let's just say we won't hold that against you. No, nah, it's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but obviously, that night the Magic drafted uh, Jalen Suggs and, and Wagner uh, with the eighth pick. What did you think of their performances as summer league? have to be honest and say I haven't seen a lot of summer league, but I'll only just highlight uh, Suggs. I like the look of the potential is massive. He's going to lead the team. Maybe not straight away, but he will lead the team. Wagner gives me the impression that he might be along the lines of your reliable workhorse type player. Yeah. Somebody, somebody that you might notice when he's not playing what he gives the team rather than what he does when he's on the course. Mm. That's the sort of impression I get them limited. I don't know a lot about the college game, so what I've seen so far and read about him, I think that's where he'll be. I might be completely wrong, but that's kind of the impression I get so far. Yeah, it's like all these young players. We've just got to be patient with them, haven't we? Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Cool. So moving on then, um, we are going to be giving our first jersey giveaway um, that we've done so far. Um, our friends from the NBA Store and Fanatics UK. Um, are going to give away an Orlando Magic Jalen Suggs jersey to one lucky winner. You need to do two things. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Orlando Magic UK, um, and leave us a comment 
in this episode telling us which Orlando Magic player you're most looking forward to watching this season. So when we hit 500 followers, I think we're on 276 as it stands at the moment. Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting up there, mate. Uh, so when we hit 500, we're going to do a prize draw um, and then the lucky person will walk away with a Jalen Suggs jersey, which will do a draw on the future episode when we... And we'll also just say that if, if you are already subscribed to the channel, yep. please leave us a comment and you'll be in that draw just the same. Okay, on to the Magic News Roundup for the week. Oh, well, two weeks now, because we haven't been here for, for nearly two weeks. Um, so starting with, uh, we got a really cool notification on Twitter a few days back that uh, Magic legend Hedo Turkoglu just started following us, uh, which is quite cool. Um, so we have been DMing him trying to get him on the podcast. So fingers crossed we can get him on on a future episode. Um, uh, last week, uh, Josh Robbins of The Athletic announced last Tuesday that Michael Carter-Williams had surgery on his left ankle to repair a ligament and remove a bone fracture. So MCW will miss the beginning of the regular season. So, guys, what's your thoughts on the news, Angus? On the playing side of things and don't know if it will upset the team as much as it may have done last year. But on the sort of more inspirational heartbeat of the team style thing, I think that's where we might lose it. Now, whether he's allowed to be in training or such likes and be with the group, then that might help. But under the, I don't know the new coach at all, but under the new coach, I don't think I see him playing as much. When you think about Suggs, Fultz, mm-hmm. Anthony, RJ Hampton can all play the guard positions. All right, you could play him at the three probably. But I don't think on the playing side of things it'll hurt us as much more the kind of which is the inspirational side or that sort of thing, which is what we might miss. Yeah. Yeah, mate. I'm I'm literally in the same position there as as Angus has just said. You know, it's disappointing. It's a disappointing development not to have his experience and fight and defensive ability available to come on it to come into a game. But I'm I'm of the same thing. I think it's hard to know how many minutes he would have actually featured in had he been fit. Um, and likewise, I still expect him to be on the bench and in players' ears. You know, the young guys and giving him advice and the thing he does firing everybody up. I would I think we're still going to see that with him. Yeah, yeah. You just want you want him in and about in the locker room. Uh, yeah. at training yeah. even just on the sideline just in the players ears like you both just touched upon now because um, he's got that mentality and that you know that winning attitude so you just want um, him to give him a few pointers so it's just be good just to have him there uh, albeit if he isn't playing yeah yep. definitely um, and Josh also reported this week we did mention this on the last episode but the Magic have officially announced uh, the signing of Moritz Wagner. Um, and then the last bit of news, um, on Terence Ross's podcast earlier in the week on uh, the episode More Than a Video Game, um, he announced that the Magic have hired former Magic guard Courtney Lee as a development coach. Um, so Lee obviously famously started for the Magic as a rookie in that finals run in 20, 2009. Um, and then he was in, I think it was part of the deal uh, that when we got traded, uh, Vince Carter and he he went yeah. to New Jersey, didn't he? So um, he did. so yeah, but a bit of a uh, a Magic favorite, I think, even for a guy that played one season. So, gee, what what do you think to the Magic hiring Courtney Lee? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, Courtney Lee's got a, a wealth of experience in the NBA, you know, having played for, for nine teams uh, in, what, 13 seasons or so. Um, he's played under some very, very good uh, head coaches, uh, Rick Carlisle, Doc Rivers, Rick Adelman, Stan Van Gundy, just to name but a few. Um, he's, he's, you know, he was a good tweener, wing, defender. He, he did a bit of everything. Um, so he's got that experience of playing and being on the floor. So to be in the player's ear, ears w- would be very useful. Uh, the only sort of a bit of a concern, I suppose, is he hasn't coached before. So, um, but the, the front office, um, we say this all the time, we trust the front office. So there must have been something said, you know, a, a good word put in. Uh, they see something in him as a de- developmental coach um, to bring him in. So um, with all that experience of playing with nine different franchises, he's played with Luka Doncic, Kevin Garnett in uh, Boston, Yao Ming in Houston. So he's played around some superstar players during uh, the course of his um, career. So, you know, let's just get him in and um, get him working with the new guys. Yeah. I don't know who who I had the conversation with. It might have been UG. But before a free agency, he was actually one of the names on possible free agents that we looked at that you could think of possibly bringing in as an end of bench sort of like veteran. veteran. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they've not had to do that and they've brought him in anyway, I think thinks a good move. Um, guys, you got any yeah. quick thoughts? No, I think G's bang on there, mate. Cool. He, he's, 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 the guy's got experience. He's going to come in and whether he's coached or not before, he's going to be able to pass on that experience because it's what they yeah. do in training on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. 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 So you got to, you got to add his layup was a goal 10 by Pau Gasol back in 2009. You just got to throw that in there. <laughs> anyway, move on. Go with it. Just, uh... <laughs> Yet again, the referee critic comes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Those tainted glasses. Uh, right, so moving on, just a quick recap of summer league. So when we recorded nearly two weeks ago, I think we'd got, I think we'd played two out of the five summer league yeah, games. Um, so the Magic beat Golden State ninety-one to eighty-nine and lost to the Cavaliers ninety-four to eighty-four. Um, since then, uh, the Magic got blown out against the Boston Celtics one hundred eight to seventy-one. They went on and beat the Houston Rockets, uh, 89-76. Jalen Suggs and Jalen Green didn't feature in that game. And we closed out Summer League with a one-point loss to the Detroit Pistons, 79-78. So, guys, quick thoughts on the last three games, if you caught any of the action and and how much of it you did. Um, Who stood out? Angus? Summer League's a funny thing to judge them on. It's like... Judging them on preseason friendlies, it's very much yeah. Get, yeah. Them, get them game time, but never mind the result sort of thing. Um, though I haven't seen a lot of it, only seen the bits and bobs of the first two. Jalen Suggs obviously stood out. The rest of them are kind of possibly playing for a place at Lakeland. But other than that, it's hard to really read it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch the final two games at all. Um, and, and it's like we've said, it's all, it's all about the bonding and just that playing time experience. I'm as excited to see them, you know, RJ and Cole and all these guys having them being together off court and splashing about in, in the water and having those sorts of days together because they've clearly got a chemistry. I'm I'm good with that. 
I think that's going to be very important this year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I can add much to what the guys have said, so I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Literally everybody, we didn't watch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to be fair, we all had super Austin, busy the weeks. Boston game did us. <laughs> yeah, we tapped out. Definitely right. So moving on to the to the main topic, uh, the new schedule come out last week. Um, so the uh, regular season schedule was announced the week ago on Friday, returning to an eighty-two game season. Uh, the Magic will open the season on the road at San Antonio on Wednesday, the twentieth of October, which is only fifty-one days away. So. That will soon come around. Um, our first home game is two days later on Friday, the 22nd of October against the New York Knicks. Is that Evan Fournier's first game back in the Amway? Yep. So hopefully he'll get a, a nice ovation when he comes back. Uh, the Magic will play 18 of the first 28 games on the road. Um, so it's not exactly the best start for a young team. So, uh, gee, what's your thoughts on the uh, on the first third of the schedule? Well, you've taken Breaking two bullet points from, from me there. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I was just having a look, and there's only seven games um within that first 27 that are against non-playoff or play-in opponents. Um, so it is really gonna be a very tough. Um, so like you said, we open at the Spurs, we got the Knicks then at home. Um, Nick Vucevic makes his return on uh, November the 27th with the Chicago Bulls. He picked up on Fournier coming back on the 23rd of October with the Knicks. And Mr. Aaron Gordon returns with the Denver Nuggets on the 12th of December. So that will all happen within the first two months. Um, that will be interesting to see who gets a, a great ovation and who maybe doesn't get a great ovation. Um, we'll have a little chat about that in a second, I think. Um, essentially, it's a very tough start, but it's probably good to be out on the road as a, a young group um, just to get that bonding uh, and get to know your, your teammates uh, as opposed to just being at home and then going back to your own beds, if you know what I mean. Being out on the road, staying at hotels. Um, so I think that could work in our favour towards the end of the season. But, you know, we're, we're going to take a few losses, let's be perfectly honest, you know. Uh, we've got to play the Heat. We've got to play the uh, the Jazz, the, the Nets, uh, the Hawks, the Bucks on a back-to-back, uh, the Bulls, Philadelphia. And then we've got a big West Coast uh, trip early December, which includes Golden State on the road, uh, the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, but there are a couple of um, games in there that we could potentially pick up. Um, so we've got the Rockets one time, the Kings, always beatable, the Cavs, the Wizards, the Pistons, uh, the Raptors, two against the Hornets and two against the Spurs. Um, I think we could, you know, upset a couple of them, uh, seeing as they've only given us, you know, 23 wins for the season. So it will be a tough start, um, but... <laughs> Everyone's got the same schedule at the end of the day. Every team in the East have got to play these teams as many times as we've got to play them. So, you know, let's just get out there, play some basketball. But but going back to that point there about um, Vucevic, Fournier and AG, do you think any of them will get a, an indifferent reception? What do you mean by I that? Think Aaron Gordon. <laughs> I, I, I think Aaron Gordon could uh, hear it. I do think Aaron Gordon could hear it because of that 
interview he had when he left. I've got to go with Paul on that because I think he may have burned his bridges a little. Yeah. The other it was two unnecessary. Were, yeah, yeah. The other two were quite it, complimentary. It, yeah. I think it'll it was, be 50-50. It wasn't a good think, look, was it? No. He'll get some booze and I think he'll get a few people sort of appreciate yeah. it. I mean, he did play for them for, for us for seven seasons, so... And he's done a lot of work in the in the community as well. He's got a, like a, a charity foundation that you know. So not everyone's going to be on his tail, but yeah, you're going to get a few boo boys. Do you, do you know who might hurt him more if he gets a kind of meh, who cares reaction? Yeah, I, I sort I I'm one of these that I hate to hear as, as supporters the, the home support having a go at somebody on the road. Because for me, it just it's it's like um, when we had Daryl Armstrong on a couple of weeks back when he was saying, uh, "You trash talk, you're firing somebody up. You are giving them that ammunition." And I do think that sometimes the from the stat from the stands having a go at somebody, just yeah, okay, I'll show you. I'll show you. I don't mind. Do. I don't mind giving it to Kyle Lowry right enough. Oh mate, that's <laughs> that's yes. a given. Come on, come on, Angus. <laughs> Good man. That's a given. Is if you're not doing that, you shouldn't be in the Amway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are your thoughts on Kyle Kuzma, Angus? Um, sometimes it depends what jersey is in. If he's in the Lakers jersey, then he's getting it. If he's in another other one, that's going to ah, just another player stuff him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So um, to recap, my um, third, I, I've got a prediction of maybe eight and nineteen, maybe nine and eighteen, for the first third of the season. Okay, I think them first thirteen games are imperative because after that, it's a it's a nightmare challenge. I know that it runs into what Angus is going to talk about, but that those first thirteen games, we've we've got to hit the ground running, which is going to be very hard with a new coach and a relatively inexperienced young new squad. Um, because if we don't hit the ground running, then you can see it being a real uphill slog. It's, well, I'm not going to steal Angus and Thunder because some of the games beyond that, it's like, wow. You, you've got to hope the star doesn't like knock the stuff in at the team and the mm gets into a drag year season because the stretch I've got I reckon I've maybe been a little optimistic but if it it could all come down to injuries and how the start of the season goes as well if you as you say if you get dragged into like a 1 in 13 or something like that which god forbid we don't the rest of the season could be like oh well, why are we doing this you've got to try and keep the heads up uh, keep the yeah. players playing but that's where the coaches come in yeah I mean we We've talked about this. I mean, we can't judge the season really on... It's a bit like Summer League. We can't really judge it on wins and losses, can we? So, um, that's... I mean, if we get pick up some wins, brilliant. So, the schedule includes 15 pairs of back-to-backs. Garrett's already mentioned the uh, the Magic played the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks on consecutive road games on the 20th and 22nd of November and consecutive home games on the 28th and 28th of December. Sorry, 28th and 28th. 28th <laughs> Two games on one day. The 28th and 30th of December. So it's similar to an MLB series where they where they pair several games together to try and reduce some travelling. Um, so looking at that middle third of the schedule, Angus, what, what's your thoughts? Is there any sort of games that stand out to you? How, well, how tough is it looking? 
after listening to what Grant says about the start, I reckon I might have been a little optimistic. Because <laughs> 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 I went, when I was writing that, I kind of sat there with them all and wrote them all down. Oh, I think we'll beat them. I think we'll beat them. And I come up with 10 and 17, 10 wins, 17 losses. Um, the Lakers game, obviously, the heart ruled the head at the Amway. And of course, we're going to beat the Lakers at the Amway because we like doing that. Uh, there was two games that I kind of I thought might go either way. The third against the Bulls and the fifth against the 76ers because we always seem to produce against the 76ers somewhere, whether it be, and is it still the Wells Fargo or has it changed its name? Yeah, yes, the um, Wells Fargo. Or, or, the, or um, the Amway. So um, we could be as low as eight and 19 or maybe as high as 11 or 12, but say after listening to G, I might be a wee bit optimistic there. I think it goes back to what I said earlier. If the season starts badly, the the, the games I was looking at might be a lot different. Mm. Yeah. If it starts well, you might get momentum. But certainly, you can look at this. I don't think you can look at the season this year and say there's one game that we definitely win. I don't think you can look at any of them. That's why I say I I looked at games. We went right. I think we should beat them. I think we should beat Mm. them. I really want to beat them, so I'm going for a win. But the rest of them, the kind of the head was ruling. That's why I come up with ten and seventeen. Um, I'd love to see them, as they say, beat the Lakers, beat Miami at home. Uh, I'm just looking down the list here. Picked out beating New Orleans. I think Atlanta, who I might have picked to beat before, are turning into a right good team. Just by the looking at yeah. looking at the way their team's set up. So maybe last season or the two seasons beforehand that I went with that way I win but now I'm definitely nowhere near sure that could be a win even, even in the Amway the yeah, teams are improving that their lottery teams beforehand and we're still but again you go back to you've got to look at it as a development season again and the fans have got to be understanding of that yeah when well, you look at that section that you've got there and it's 16 of the 22 games that we've got between Thanksgiving and Christmas are all road games. Yep. That's a hell of a hit. That's a lot of games on the road. You know, it's if if we yep. manage to surprise a few, then it's it, it makes it very different to for where I'm gonna look at the final third of the season yep. if we manage to sneak a few results there. I t- I'm trying to look down my list and to see if I actually picked in a like a, a road game as a win and the only one that kicks out at me is what one of them is the Bulls game in Chicago it was a kind of swither will we win will we lose again Chicago's another team that looks to have improved their team as well which mm-hmm. kind of had me on the fence with that one um, I can't pick out I actually no I don't think I've picked another road game for a win which shows you what I think I've got yeah, a couple in in the first part of the season, I've got us beating San Antonio the first night. I don't think San Antonio are all that. I've got us beating Detroit, um, which is, I think it's early November. And we got Cleveland then, back end of November. Uh, and then we got Sacramento on the road. So there's a couple of games there, but like you said, it's going to be very difficult. I, I take that back. I've, got one, I've noticed one away road one. And again, it's Detroit, same as Yuji. Yeah, yeah, I think that's possibly the only yeah. one I've picked. Have you got OKC in that part of the schedule? Because we should beat them. I think I've got the OKC. I've got the oh, OKC road game no, at the, I don't, I don't at see the end of the season. I don't see yeah. it. Unless I've not written it down properly or I can't read my own handwriting. 
I've, I've got OKC. Okay, so that's that's one of the end. That's uh, one of the doable games in the. Well, actually, we might not win that trip. though, because if we're tanking. <laughs> mate, well, that, that's oh, don't mention that point. Mate, the season hasn't even started yet. Let's, let's, if, if you're coming to me, that is one of the first things I was going to say. But honestly, I mean, you look. I've, I've got the. I don't know if you've got an intro part of it, Mikey, for up to my bit for the eighth of February onwards. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've, I've wrote down that. Uh, you know, as I've just said, if we've managed to, if we've hit the road, if we've hit this. The, the start of the season, picking up a few wins and we're not cut adrift. Um, we've perhaps managed to pick up a few results in that second part of the season. Then the end of the season, the schedule is built for us to pick up wins uh, and build confidence. Um, but is that necessarily going to be a good thing? And it's definitely going to be, you know, if we are cut adrift, then the tanking community are not going to be happy if with that end of the road, that end of season schedule that we've got, because there are a lot of winnable games. Yeah. I mean, 16 of the final 26 games are at home. So, yeah, that's what I was going to come to, that's, mate. That's yeah. a, uh, an area where we could, like I said, we've already talked about a bit of momentum. Um, just going back to Angus's section of the schedule in the middle third, there's three notable games for us. Uh, Saturday, the 11th of December. Uh, the Magic play at the Clippers, which is an 8.30pm tip-off for us. Um, Boxing Day, so 26th of December, the Magic also play the Miami Heat, another 8.30 tip-off. They are the only two. And on the 5th of February, the Magic play the Memphis Grizzlies, which is a 10pm tip-off for us. So I think there's, I can't remember exactly, but I think there's about 16, 17 games this season all tip-off before midnight. So, um the more of those we get, the better. Not that I stay up for any of them anyway. <laughs> the 830s I might just make. I don't know how many. I mean, there's always a few in the chat room after midnight. There is a few lunatics that are up yeah. to like three yeah. in the morning and things like that. Me being one of them. And- yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> well, you go, we give you guys a shout out so often because, you know, the, it's incredible how it doesn't matter what tip time it is. There is some of UK... Magic fans yeah. up and watching it. Yeah. Absolute dedication. That's Ge- off. Generally, mine will be the end of the week because most of the time I'm off at the end of the week. Mm. So if it's a Thursday night, a Friday night, possibly a Saturday night, that's the games I'll see in real time. That's up to you, mate. Well, see, the thing is, nine times out of ten, I'm coming off a night shift pattern, so the body thinks it's night shift yeah. anyway, so it's easier yeah. to, to stay up and see it. So that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Preaching to the converted, I'm coming off a night shift, mate. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. So the final third of the season then, Paul, what what have yep. you got? We've got we've also got another two t- 10 p.m. tip-offs against the Sixers and the Thunder in March. But uh how's it looking? Wait, you said it. Well, you look at it eight from I've got from the 8th of February on, haven't I? And effectively we start with it's that second road trip west that we've got uh, right before All-Star where we take in uh, Portland on the 8th, um, Utah on the 11th, Phoenix on the 12th. What a horrible back-to-back that is. And then two nights later, we uh, gain a bit of altitude and go to Denver on the 14th. Um, that is as hard as road trip as as they come. Four Western Conference playoff teams, 
including the Jazz, who had the best record in the NBA last season, the regular season, and Phoenix, you're, you're losing finalists. Um, adding the altitude, that's, that road trip is an absolute pig. Um, road trips, are they're there to develop chemistry, um, and this could well be one of those. Um, it's hard to see on papers, picking up a win in that group of four, but you know, with if we've got focus and uh, they so perhaps one or two have got an eye on being part of All Star the following weekend, you know, we could perhaps steal a win there. Who knows? Who knows? But as I said, if we're in contention for a playoff spot or if we're in contention for the playing tournament, the back end of that season is genuinely built for us to take um, something. 11 of the final 15 games are in the Amway. Uh, March the 11th to April the 10th we face four, only four of last season's playoff teams uh, plus Golden State who you've probably got to expect are going to be better than last season particularly if Clay Thompson returns fit around Christmas time um, March the 11th to the 22nd we've got six game homestand of which that's got some real winnable games in there uh, granted, I know Brooklyn Nets at home or is it in that stand? Um, and I think Philly also. And then, but as the road trips go, we've got in that period three probably very winnable games in facing OKC, the Cavs, and the Washington Wizards. Um, but again, as we said earlier, are we actually going to be wanting to pick up wins by that point if we are cut adrift? Is it something that the team are going to want? Is it going to be beneficial? So we'll see. We'll see on that one. Hence, I've not gone for looking and working out who we're going to beat and who we're going to lose to. Because I've got... it's it's. I think by that point, it is going to be very dependent upon where we are in the in the league itself. And you also got to consider if if Terence Ross, MCW, Rob, yep. Robin Lopez... Yep. Uh, who else I miss? Gary Harris. Gary Harris. They're on the trade block and they're out the door in at the trade deadline. That's going to make things look very different as well, yeah. isn't it? So, but that back um, end mate is built for us to take wins. Yeah, yep. without a doubt. So, yes. according, sorry, Angus, go on. I was going to say, here's a question for you, Paul, and I know you, I know you hate is going to hate this question. Uh, if there's a guy likes a, this year's draft where there was a number one outstanding candidate. I think the guy, who's the guy that signed with Penny in Memphis? Amoni, well, is it Amoni Bates is his name, who seems to be the name that comes up. If we're oh, in the position yeah. you were saying, Paul, that we're looking at no qualifying, would you be happy with them not winning very many games? So I don't use that famous word. So we picked up a shot at this guy. I can see the pluses and minuses for both. Um I absolutely hate watching a sport for my team to lose. I I'm can't do it. I'm, I can't I'm, do it. I'm absolutely with you in that. I hate losing for deliberately. Um, so, yes, I get where people want us to lose. I, mean, I, I sat in the Amway in 2018. Uh, we went during March of 2018. And in that time, we played uh, the books the Raptors, 76ers and Boston Celtics. Um, and it was a really weird atmosphere sitting there because 
probably half the Amway wanted us to lose and were actively groaning if we scored. And the other half were wanting, like myself, you know, this, these are the four games I'm actually getting to. I want to see us win. Um, stuff, the, stuff the odds. Um, and look, yeah, so I'm going to say I will take the wins. Yeah. I will take the wins because even having those best lottery odds doesn't guarantee you that you're getting that big. So I'll take the wins. Which was proved this year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, mate. Uh, another point on... Another point on this uh, argument, though, next year, I think there's only about three or four teams that are going to have uh, cap space. Yeah, I've seen that. So, well. fact is, if we can, you know, play well, impress a couple of, you know, key free agents next year, um, and if we did win, you know, 30, 35 games, who knows? You yeah. know, a bit like the Heart and Hustle team that we spoke to about with Daryl a couple of weeks ago. Um, then we're going to be in a good position because I think it's us, Detroit, and I can't remember the other two team, one or two teams that will have all that cap space. So you don't have to go down the draft route. You've got the free agency route as well. So the the management that we've got, are basically building the team uh, from the ground upwards, like um, you know through the draft. But there's going to come a time where we need to make a splash yep. in free agency. So this is something, you know, we've got to consider. It's not all about tanking, drafting, whatever. Let's develop players. Let's play the right way. Let's get the coach Mosley in, do what he needs to do. And, you know, there'll be players who want to play for the Orlando Magic. Yeah. I hope so. I hope you're right. I don't want to rain on your prey, <laughs> I think it's too, I think it's a year too early for, for worrying about too big a free agent. So I might be wrong. Um, and there Possibly, also aren't but... that many available that are of a, a game-changing quality when you look ahead to it. That's they? true, but they've got a year to, to, to prove themselves, haven't they? Yeah. They could become somebody really good next year who turns out to be a free agent, but if you've only got four teams to choose from who've got the salary cap space, then you're in play. So, yeah, well, you know. And the other option is they can... What's the term everyone's been using? Loan your cap space out and, yeah, and yeah. gain more yeah. draft picks or assets yeah. or young players. So, yeah, yeah they, they've got future flexibility, which is what we wanted. So, mm. um, so according to betonline.ag, the Magic are finishing with the second worst over-under projection at 23 and a half wins. Only the Thunder are worse at 22 and a half. So, are you taking under or over 23 and a half wins. How many wins do you think we're going to get? So I'll go with Angus first. How many wins are the Magic getting this season? I'm going with the over, because I'm looking at somewhere between 25 and 30, so I'll say 27. Okay. Biff? <coughs> Biff hey, I think this is incredibly hard. It's an incredibly hard question. Because... Um, I think it's it's if if Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz come back from injury and are anything like the players that we know they can be, there's no long term effects to those injuries. Then it's well on the low side because they'll they will get us wins, they will get us some wins. So I'm going to go over. I think um I think we could be getting 27, 28 wins. Yeah, definitely over. 
definitely over. 23 and a half is insulting for me. It really is. To put us down with OKC. And you have Washington with what, 26, 27? The Washington uh, roster, I don't think, is that much better than us. Um, I'd be pushing 30. You know, like what Daryl Armstrong said, you know, everyone's putting us down. So you've got to basically come into the the game, the season, with a mentality that nobody respects us. Um, and just show that, you know, you're a pro uh, and what you can actually achieve. And I think this group is capable of hitting 30, if not a little bit more. Um, might be getting a bit ahead of myself, but why can't we be going for the play-in tournament? No reason I think why it's we beyond can't. us, mate. I don't no. think it's beyond us, um, but I just think it's very hard to look on paper, and that's what we're doing at the moment. We're looking on paper. But, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know who we're going to have fit, mate. Um, we are looking on paper, and we're looking at teams that are. We're, again, we weren't looking at the teams that we're playing. And that everybody's fit, and that everybody's going to play us. You're not going to get every star on every night um, featuring against us, without a doubt. Um, no. But because we've got this inexperience of coaching, inexperience of squad, um, and that start that we've got, it is going to be a huge learning curve for the for the team this season. Huge learning curve, yeah. and I'm really yeah. honestly. I'm not really worried about the win-loss ratio. It's uh, how you judge growth on the season without that I agree, is going to be very difficult. But mm. we, we we're starting from what we expect what we expect to be a losing season. Um, but I do think that we have more potential than the odds are giving us. But I can understand why they are low. You just mentioned potential there. So I was having a little look at the other odds. So for most improved player in the top five players, we have three in there. So the most improved player for some reason was um, uh, Randall from the New York Knicks. I didn't quite get that. But Markel Fultz was in there. Wendell Carter Jr. was in there. And Mo Bamba were all in there. So, you know, all you need is for one of them to have a fantastic season. And, you know, it could be better. Hey, what do you think, Mikey? Oh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be the lone wolf and go on over. Uh, sorry, under. So I'm going over as well. Um, I'm going to go again. It's so hard to predict because you've got a young roster. You've got a really tough schedule that's top heavy, really, at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm going to go 25 wins. I'm going to go slightly over. Um, Partly, I'm, I'm just thinking when you come to the trade deadline, if a couple of players are on the move, mm. um, that could change things. Um, there's, I mean, I mean for, for several years, we've, we've joked about how if the Magic just have a, an average season, you're in the playoff picture. Well, the East is getting stronger and stronger. There's, there's teams there that, like Angus already mentioned, Atlanta made the conference finals. Um, I I'm going to disagree with G a little bit about the Wizards. I actually don't think they've got a great roster, but they've got a deep roster. They've got a lot of depth there. Um, So they're not going to be a pushover. Um, I would say there's only probably four, five, maybe six teams that are in and around where we are. There's there's not a lot of what I would say 
winnable games on paper, you're always going to get the odd surprise here and there. But yeah, it's, it's difficult to see us. Like we'd all love to see them play, like we said, play meaningful games as late into the season as we can, try and get into the playing tournament. I'm just not sure. Like I said, looking at the schedule now, it's out that that's actually going to be reachable. But who knows? Who knows? But 25 wins is what I'm going for. So, cool. So uh, next next bit we're moving on to then. Uh, just a bit of a website update news for you. So we've uh, I posted on social media the other day. Uh, we've revamped the website a little bit. We've got um, some new articles that Paul's been putting up. Um, Garrett's putting together a Daryl Armstrong article, which is going to be going up soon as well. Um, I've updated the schedule page. So now we've got summer league preseason, the regular season, there's key NBA dates. There's a link at the top so you can scroll down to different parts of the uh, of the NBA calendar. Um, and when the games come in, when you see the final score, you can click on that and that will take you to, to game recaps, either ones that we have put on the website or uh, Josh Robert, uh, Josh, sorry, Josh Cohen writes on orlandomagic.com. Uh, the roster page up to date. Um, and then the last thing we've talked about the last couple of episodes, it's now live on the website. So we've uh, launched a visit in Orlando page. So one of the things we always get asked about is how do you get tickets to a game and where do you park and all those sorts of things. So we've put together a nice comprehensive guide on there with loads of information that the three of us have sort of pulled together um because we've been to tons of games and angus you can have a read through and suggest anything that you think you might want to see on there as well um but yeah it's really just there as a, a bit of a planning tool to help people when they go on holiday if they want to go to a game how, how easy it is to do it so uh so magic trivia so the orlando magic drafted frank as paul calls him Wagner. <laughs> like, uh, that's predictive tech i don't call it him that's my predictive text. I know, but I just got to take the mic, haven't I? So I know, I know. <laughs> and uh, the magic of re-signed Mo Wagner. So I've done a lot of research on this, so I might be wrong, but from everything that I've pulled together, they are about to become the 87th set of brothers to play in the NBA. Um, they will become the ninth and 10th players to, in magic history to have a brother play in the NBA. Okay, does that make sense? So can you name the two pairs of brothers to play for the Magic in the same season? Garrett's nodding. No. <laughs> I won. I know one. Um, I was hoping what's... you were going to ask us about all the brothers around the league. Otherwise... <laughs> yeah, that's what I hoped you were going. I'd have had the hand up for the easy one who's just signed for us. <laughs> <laughs> so who have you got, G? I've got Dominique and Gerald Wilkins from Correct. the 1999 season, I believe. Yeah. What so season's got... the other one? It's a trick question. All oh, right. Because I've already given the answer away. <laughs> they haven't actually played yet. They're about to play. Is it the Vargas? Oh, right. yeah. well, no. <laughs> oh mate. <laughs> so Angus got it right. Angus got it right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, just over, there you the, go. over the head, mate, and run around yeah. the room celebrating. <laughs> okay, so can you name the other six Magic players who have played, who have a brother who have played in the NBA, but that player has played for the Magic? So there's six players. There is a okay. there is another trick question in there, but 
We'll see if you okay. can get so, it. Are you referring like to Lopez, that he's got a brother who plays in the league? There you go. Right, there's one. Right. Okay. So he hasn't yet played, but he's going to, right? So I've included Brooklyn, uh, Robin Lopez. Okay, okay. So Horace one. Grant is one. Horace yeah. Grant is a mother. His brother Harvey played 783 games over oh, 11 um, seasons. What was what was the, the Grant that played for us 2018? Jim, yeah. Jeremy, 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 Grant. Jeremy. Yeah. yeah, and his brother. Jeremy You're not including plays. that we had um, Curry as the in the summer league, are you? You're not including nope. that one. Nope. Okay, just so checking. You, so you've got Jerry and Grant, you've got Robin Lopez, and you've got Horace Grant. There's three others. Gosh. Brothers or cousins? Because nope. Tracy McGrady brothers. had a cousin. No, nope. brothers that have played in the NBA. Oh my gosh. Are these recent or are they going back? Okay, I'll give you a clue to one of them. Angus has already mentioned him as one of his favourite players since he's been a Magic fan. Adam Gordon? Yep. Really? Drew Gordon. Drew, Drew Gordon. Gordon. Played nine games for the 76ers in 2014-15 season. Oh, there you go. I wouldn't oh, okay. have got that. Yeah, no way. There you go. Right. Go on, then. What years are the others? There's two others. I don't think Angus and uh, Paul would no. have heard of either of these. Uh, okay. So the first one, I'll, I'll give you a clue. He played 151 games for the Magic over three seasons between 89 and 92. No. No? Sam Vincent. Vincent. Okay, yeah. His brother Jay Vincent played 576 NBA games. Okay, the other one uh, played 82 games over two seasons for the Magic from 2001 to 2003. 2001 to 2003. Oh, my gosh. I'm out. Um, I'm out as well. <laughs> My first basketball match was 2012. <laughs> <laughs> likewise, likewise. Oh man, someone like Miles Simon or somebody like no, that is it? No. Is he was he a starter? I'm not telling you. It his is brother, Mikey, Mikey did say it's unlikely. I, I or Angus Beverly. His brother Jason played 14 games over three seasons, which included the Spurs. So his brother didn't play much in the NBA. He played 14 games. I don't know, mate. Gerald, I don't know. You've done Gerald this, mate. Sasser. Just Sasser, okay. Yeah. There you go. So the six so the six players are Sam Vincent, Horace Grant, Gerald Sasser, Robin Lopez, Aaron Gordon, and Jaron Grant. There you go. You went right down the rabbit hole there, didn't you? I did. I did. He'll, he'll, he'll be very proud of you. I'll <laughs> give I'll give you a wee an anecdote why I remember Jerry and Grant. Because I managed to get a stadium tour when I did the ultimate seats. The the guy who got the tickets paid, um, Justin Wanner, yep. managed yep. to arrange managed to arrange me a stadium tour. And I was sitting beside the court, and we're pointing out who's the new guys, isn't? He's very words wherever I remember them rightly. That's Jerry and Grant. We've got high hopes for him. And I thought to myself back when I said that, so it didn't quite work out as good as we expected. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. That's why I remember Jerry and Grant. <laughs> Good stuff. 
Well, Angus, from uh, Geraint, Paul and I, thank you for uh, joining yeah. us. We really appreciate appreciate you uh, oh, giving us an fun. hour of your time. Yeah, it's been fun. Good man. It's been great finally getting you on, mate. Yeah, been fun. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll see you over in Orlando next October. Uh, so, uh, who, who knows? We'll see how it works out. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you as always for listening and watching. Um, we haven't decided when we're recording our next episode. It's going to be in about a week's time. Um, it's usually when we try and record. Um, you can find all of our links in the description of the podcast and on our website, orlandomagicuk.com. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us your comments and questions. We'd love to hear from you. So from Geraint, Paul and me, until next time, go magic. <laughs>